You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Jill Santapolo. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, and congratulations on your latest book, The Light We Lost. Tell me a little bit about it. Give me a backstory of how this all came about. Okay, well, um, the book is about Lucy and Gabe, who are two college students at Columbia University on September 11th, 2001, who meet, um, and their relationship is kind of forged in the crucible of that day. And then the book follows them over the next uh, 14 years as they kind of come in and out of each other's lives and their secrets and betrayals and some sexy bits. And mm-hmm. it's, it's basically about love and loss and, and the way we connect with other people. Now, um, let me let me back up a, sec- a second. Excuse me. So yeah. where were you at this point in 2001? Were you in New York at that time? I was. I was actually a student at Columbia University like Lucy and Gabe were. Um, and I was in a Shakespeare lecture. They're in a Shakespeare seminar. So it was very similar. Um, wow. And and a lot of their experience of September 11th was my experience and my friend's experience of that day. At what point in your life did you decide, did this story come to life for you? So the story came to life for me much later, and it actually, um, it began because I'd gone through a terrible breakup. It's, it was the kind of breakup where you feel like, your world has been totally turned upside down and your yes. heart is, is in pieces on the floor and you're just really not sure what to do next. Yes. Um, so I started writing these vignettes about this woman who was also going through a breakup. And she wasn't me and her boyfriend wasn't my boyfriend and her story wasn't my story, but the emotions that she was kind of feeling um, were the same ones that I was kind of grappling with at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was writing these vignettes. Um, and I wasn't anticipating it being a novel. And then I shared them with a friend of mine who is a, a young adult novelist. And she said to me, I think you have the beginning of a, of a novel for grown-ups here. You should, <laughs> you should write this. Great. Um, so that's, that's kind of how it started. And then, and then it took me about four years to finish it. So I'm smiling because the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And a lot of times, I always ask people, okay, if you've gone through a tough time, we all do, what Mm -hmm. are things you do to get out of that funk? And no one has ever told me, you know what, I created these characters and it helped me deal with and process, you know, what you were going through. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, basically it's probably what like a three-year-old does with an imaginary friend, (laughs) but you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the grown-up version, hopefully. But it's great. It's a, um, you know, I've been through my uh, a huge breakup, actually, and I was really kind of lost. And I find that doing creative things was amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think it really gives you space to focus and something to focus on mm-hmm. so that you're not, you're not always thinking about what's happening. You're thinking about this other people in this other world, you know? Right. And Jill, look at that, what happened as a result of that breakup. <laughs> I know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. My mother said to me after the fact, she's like, I think maybe that was supposed to happen in your life. Oh, so yes. You could create this book. Yes. I, said, I don't know about supposed to, but. <laughs> I, I mean, it opened up a whole new chapter for you in your life. It, it absolutely did. No, it absolutely did. You know? Um, so your background, it, this is very different because you were writing uh, for a younger audience before, weren't you? Yeah, I, I've written um, a bunch of books for kids. 
actually about 14 of them. Um, but this is my, my first book for adults. So it's, it's been fun and it's been different. Um, you know, what, what I loved the most about writing for kids was getting to be the visiting author at schools and going in and talking to kids about writing and finding their stories and finding their voices and, and, um, all of that. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is, is I've had, um, a kind of incredible experience with the light we lost where I don't get to go to schools, but I do get to talk to fans on, um, on social media, which you don't really get to do when you write books for 10 year olds because they're really not supposed to be on social media. Right. But, but the grownups are, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've, I've been getting to hear all of these incredible stories that people want to share about their own breakups and their own first loves and, and times in their lives where they felt the way Lucy or Darren or Gabe did. And, and it's been amazing to see that the story that came out of something so personal and so intimate has really, um, you know, struck a chord with other people as well. I, I also feel like listening to you talk about you wrote, what, did you say 14 other books? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was before 2001 or around that time? No, that was from that was from 2008 to 2017. Mhm. It's a lot. That's <laughs> incredible. That's a huge accomplishment. I mean, were you writing as much when you were in that tough relationship? Um no, I actually wasn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, <laughs> you call him and you thank him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was writing a, a, a bit before and then a then a, a heck of a lot more after. Amazing. So cathartic. And your your whole world opened up, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Bet you'd never been asked that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's true, though. It's I'm always so fascinated uh, because we go through so much. So... Tell me about the style of this book because it's really interesting. Did it? Did you have this idea of how you're going to write this book ahead of time, or did it evolve? It kind of evolved. Um, you know, I think because of where I was personally and emotionally when I started writing these vignettes, I was writing in the first person, um, which this is actually, I think, the only book I've ever written in the first person, mm-hmm. and. It has a second-person address, so Lucy is writing as I, but is talking to you, you being Gabe, throughout this book. And I had done that because I was trying to capture the intimacy of having someone else sort of in your internal monologue. And I know when I was in that relationship, I was all the time thinking about, um, you know, I would see something and I would think, oh, I have to tell him about this, or he would love this story, or, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if he's read this article. And he was just in my head all day long. And I wanted to try and create a narrative style that would get that intimacy across. Right. Um, so, so I started using the you, the you piece of it. Um, I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so you also are part of Reese's book club. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. How did yeah, that was, happen? She picked it. I don't know how it, I, I, wow. I don't know how it happens. Um, but it was so incredibly exciting because I've been a huge fan of hers for so many years. Oh, and, yes. and then she said my name on Instagram and <laughs> it was very exciting. 
That's great. Tell me, are you thinking, like, do you think these characters will continue in another book, or are you on to your next thing? Uh, so I'm, I'm on to my next thing. I've, I've written another book that's going to come out this coming February, February 5th, mm-hmm. um, called More Than Words. But I, and, and these characters aren't in it, though there are two characters who make brief cameos who are in The Light We Lost because I decided I wanted all of my adult books to take place kind of in the same New York world. Mm-hmm. So for people who have read The Light We Lost, there are two cameos to look for. But I have, you know, I, I hadn't at all an initially thought about anything more to their story after this book ended. But I've gotten a lot of people who have asked me questions or asked me what would happen next. And so I've thought about it for a while. And if I ever do get to write a sequel, and I'm not sure if I will, I think it would be from Darren's point of view. Interesting. Now, do you miss writing for kids? Um, I do a bit. Mm -hmm. I do. um, But right now, my ideas have been for for grown-up books. I think... You know, if I ha- come up with another idea for for children's book, I will absolutely write it. Oh, I'm sure you will. Um, yeah. But but right now I've been in sort of this headspace and the, and I'm enjoying it. That's great. So you went to Columbia and you have an MFA in writing from the Vermont College of Fine Arts. Uh, yeah. And tell me what other things you do. What what other things I do other than write books? Well, I know you're an adjunct professor uh, at the yeah. New School. Yes. Um, so I'm an adjunct professor there. I work with the MFA, the students who are, are getting MFAs in, in writing for children and young adults. I work with them their thesis semesters, mm-hmm. which is so super fun to get to work with writers and, and kind of get in there and, and roll up my sleeves and help them, you know, figure out their visions for their stories and, and, and shape them. Um, and I also am actually an associate publisher of a children's book imprint at uh, Penguin Young Readers Group, part of Great. Penguin Random House. Fantastic. So I get to help other authors sort of get their books for kids out there and then and then work with my team of editors and designers and, and, um, and everything here. So that is great. It's fun. It's really fun. Did you always know you wanted to become a writer? I kind of did. Mm-hmm. So... My very first book I wrote when I was three, what? and I know this because <laughs> explain <laughs> I <know>. that. What <laughs> I know this because my mother was an elementary school teacher, so she had access to a laminating machine. Mm-hmm. So she laminated a lot of things that I did when I was a child. Cute. Um, so I still have them. So she laminated my first book and wrote Jill, age three, on it, Aww. and I had dictated the story to her. Um, because I was not very good at writing letters yet. Yes, um, three. Because three, you know. <laughs> um, I did illustrate it, though I'm, that you can't really tell what anything is supposed to be. Yeah, but sticks. the story, yeah, is about Stacy the cat, um, mm-hmm. who is a fat cat who sat on a mat. I, I guess I was a good rhymer. Cute. And um, when you pat Stacy the cat, you turned into a mat. That was the whole story. That is adorable. <laughs> you know what? And props to your mom, because... Her saving all these things and, you know, keeping that in your in your mind, maybe that instilled in you that that was something you were meant to, to do. Well, you know, it was always something I loved to do. And I think that, you know, I just, I, I always like telling stories. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had a very prolific first grade year. I wrote a lot of stories in first grade. Um, 
which I still have a bunch of. And, and by that point, I realized that there were other kids who were much better at drawing than I was. So I asked them to illustrate my books for me. Oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally true. Oh, my gosh. Um, so cute. And then, you know, I think also we had, we had visiting authors come to our elementary school, which was incredible and made me realize that, like, this is a job. Mm-hmm. And... um my mom's first cousin was also a writer, so, you know, when I was a little bit older, I would go into her book signings at bookstores, and, and you know, it That's all just great. kind of reinforced, like, this is a job I could do, this, like, this is a job that people do, so therefore, yes. I could maybe try and be one of the people who does this job. I love it. Uh, and did you grow up in New York? I grew up just outside of New York City, yeah. Okay, I grew up in Connecticut and New York, and... Um I just want to share that I could completely see you instilling this love of writing with young kids. I I remember my creative writing teacher saying, there are no wrong answers. Just write whatever you feel, whatever you think. There's Mm -hmm. nothing you can do that's going to be wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when I go into schools, you know, I, I often will brainstorm a story with them and I'll just sort of give them prompts and say, you know, so where does the story take place? We need a setting. Mm -hmm. Somebody give me a setting. And whatever the setting is, I go with it. And, like, sometimes, you know, there'll be, there'll be a teacher or two who are like, how are you going to write a story that's set on the moon or whatever? I'm Why like, not? You can write a story set on the moon. It's cool. Yeah. Sure. It's also called improv. <laughs> <laughs> right? And now we're going to act it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know we have to wrap up. This has been great. Where can people find out more about you? Um, so I have a website, jillsantapolo.com. I'm marginally okay at at updating it, but it's there and it okay. has you know basic information. Um, I am on Instagram at Jill Santapolo. I update that probably the most because I like it a lot. Okay. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I have an author page at Jill Santapolo Author, and I'm on Twitter at Jill Santapolo. Fantastic. Well, I have loved talking to you. Thank you so much, and uh, hope to meet you sometime if I'm ever on the East Coast or if you're ever out here. Absolutely. I would love to. This was so much fun. Oh, my pleasure. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog. Getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.